Hello, Internet. Hello, Internet. Welcome to a very special Father's Day slash Dale and Derek Eat Haggis edition. <laughs> well, those things go hand in hand. Yeah. Uh, this is Outrage Factory, the podcast where we look at the things that made people angry on the Internet this week. And this is our very special uh, Father's Day edition with it being Father's Day tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, it's also our very special Haggis eating edition because Dale's girlfriend, uh, in, in true the universe delivering uh, <laughs> almost immediate karma, <laughs> Dale spent 10 minutes ragging on Scotland last week and his girlfriend brought us back a can of, uh, what what is this? Royal, Royal Haggis with venison. With venison. From the Stolly Quality Foods Group to to eat on air. Yeah. Uh, let's let's just get it out of the way. My favorite thing is uh, under storage instructions. It says this pack contains one whole haggis in a skin in a tin. Which I like it. Like the doctor <laughs> it's catchy. Says, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna open it. We're cracking it open. Uh, we are both haggis. Have you had haggis before? I've had Amer- like Canadian haggis, like. I worked in a English restaurant and they cooked it, so I don't know if it would be the same as like Scottish haggis. Oh, you're leaking haggis oh, juice all over haggis my table. Juice. Hold on, I'm gonna get a towel. Oh, it smells like haggis. <laughs> I don't okay. know what. I sh- I should have put it in the bowl to open. This is exciting. Know. This is this is an experiment made for audio, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry. Right now. Uh, Derek's pouring the water out of the haggis so that uh, we don't spill shit all over the fucking table and podcast, Mike, because as delicious as I remember haggis being, I don't want to smell it for every single podcast from now to eternity. So our one Scottish listener, uh, Lorna. Oh, we have two Scottish listeners. Oh, for real? Yeah. This guy, Lewis. Uh, Maidment? You're going to have to remember his name because otherwise you're going to look like an asshole and he won't listen to us anymore. That's his name. I'm just trying to remember if that's how you pronounce it or if it has some weird Scottish pronunciation. Anyways, I was talking to him about the haggis and he's pretty stoked to hear what we have to say about it. All right. Uh, Lewis and Lorda, you guys should get together. You guys can be the official uh, Outrage Factory Scottish sweet team. Okay. Street street team. It's it's out of the can. I'm going to cut it open. Well, I got oat cakes, too, to eat this on. I don't know. This does look very similar to... Uh, it looks like a sausage. It does, like like liver sausage, like you had said. Oh, do, do you want it, like, sliced like a medallion? Yeah, just give me, just give me, a, just give me a slab of it. Do you it. want it on an oat cake? Yeah, just give me a little, little cake to go along with okay, it. Okay, here. You wrap a bit while I open these oat cakes. Wrap? Wrap? wrap. Like, literally? Wrap while I unwrap. Well, uh, no, like more like I was, I was gonna do a dad joke. More like but I'm not gonna, after school, gonna since you're a white dad, <laughs> talk to the kids about something important. Rap like that kind of rap. Uh, after school special. So how was uh, was everyone's week? Pretty good. Oh, I can mm. talk. Do you have feels on this Hardwick thing or no? Do you know who Chris Hardwick is? Yeah, he's no. the guy who hosted Talking Dead. Probably the worst latch on. TV show ever. Okay, the longer I smell that, the more... Yeah, the guy pretty much like built a career uh, hosting... Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Let me let me get this... Okay. I got Derek's first serving served up. Okay, wait. Oh, okay. Touching okay, it, baby. and go. Alright. Here I go. Impressions? Oh, it's pretty fucking good, man. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's delicious. I would eat this all the time. Oh, wait. Okay, take another bite. I think I paused it. Okay, well, uh, okay. 
Hold on, I might have a different reaction to my second bite. <laughs> no, I still... It's God's people. Yeah. Thank you for contributing something meaningful to the world. <laughs> and yes, delicious Who, who would have known that uh, lamb guts and venison would taste so good? This is actually okay. amazing. I'm going to try a piece now. What was this... Uh, What was what, sorry? Sheep offal? Is that? Yeah. Sheep offal? <laughs> offal. I, I told you not to Google it because it basically just means inside your organs. So it's like, I guess you could say inside sheep meat. Oh, yeah, no, this is good. Yeah, no, this is like, as a kid who grew up eating uh, liver sausage. Yeah. Still one of my all-time favorite foods. Mm -hmm. um, this stuff is actually the shit. Yeah, it's like... A little grainier mm -hmm. due to the, what, oats in there? Yeah. I think. It tastes like if you took liver sausage and mixed it with beef with and like oats. With, pebbles. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, we did it. Andrea, thanks for the haggis. Mm -hmm. uh, if either of our two Scottish listeners would like to send us haggis, uh, you may do so. Mm-hmm. Uh, please mail that to Dale and Derek, care of Outreach Factory. Do you want to eat another piece so that the audience can further listen to us talk with food in our mouth? I think, we could, I think we, we've hit our quota for the... the I am going to finish that tasty fucker off once we're done recording yeah. this episode, though. I, I think that would be the mature thing to do. Let's let it sit out, get the <laughs> room temperature, congeal a little bit, yeah. and then uh, hop right back in there. Dude, you know what would be so good? If you fucking slice this up and fried it and then mixed it with, like, hash browns and hot sauce. Oh, okay, we should absolutely do that once yeah, we're done recording. Yeah, let's do that when we're done. All right, thanks for listening. Let's get yeah. into uh, the things that made the internet angry this week. Okay, let me... Okay, I just got a clear spot. I just got a clear spot and... Uh, <laughs> to, do you want... Do we have to talk about this fucking IHOP thing? Well, oh, I... Okay, since we ragged on nerds so much last week, I only wanted to uh, bring up the IHOP thing because... I have a super lame pun that the nerds will respect, and it's, the pancake is a lie. <laughs> That's all I really care about. That was the whole reason you added this to the agenda. Well, that and I thought maybe we could talk about how annoying it is to see companies like Burger King and Wendy's attack another restaurant based on their food choices. There's like, hell is going to be... Uh, my, my version of hell. When I die and when I go to hell, because I was objectively not a good person during my life. I, I'll, I'll second that. Uh, my version of hell will be scrolling an endless Twitter feed where it's just fast food brands uh, <laughs> making lit memes and tweeting back and forth at each other and yeah. everyone else in the universe being like, oh, social media is so cool. Look at these brands doing yeah. brand stuff. Oh, man, I want to see a thousand more Wendy's tweets oh please. fuck burger king just dunked on denny's it's the craziest oh, thing fuck. i've ever seen it's like <laughs> fuck off go learn something about yeah. something and stop doing this shit to your brain and like and everybody else on the like uh sorry that was my computer booting up everyone else aside from the fast food places who apparently are gonna all lose business because ihop now serves burgers oh if don't. I don't know if they're going to... I don't know that I would go to IHOP for a burger. 
I'm going to go to IHOP for a burger, not because I want to try IHOP's burgers, but because I love burgers so much, I want to try all the burgers I can. If I go to IHOP and I'm in a burger, burger eating kind of mood, yeah. and there's a burger on the menu, and I'm like, maybe I don't want pancakes today, or yeah. a delicious breakfast scramble, yeah, or even their eggs and farmer sausage, which is what I usually get. Ooh, that sounds delicious. It is pretty good. Dude, uh, you know what? Eggs and haggis. I there There has got to be... You know how uh, McDonald's, like, one of my favorite things in the world to do, uh, okay, maybe that's overstating it, but to, like, go online and read about the crazy, like, international versions of shit that they serve at McDonald's oh, yeah, around like the globe. Lobster like lobster burgers the, and yeah, shit? Yeah, like the, uh, like, Korean beef burger yeah. or, uh, yeah, in Japan you can get, like, crab patty burgers or something. I don't fucking <laughs> know. So I got to think. Wait, Krabby Patties? Like Cra- from no, Spongebob? No, I didn't even get the reference. Because that would be great. I hop in Scotland. That was an energy drink pop, by the way. Not beer. Uh, yeah? Okay, so here's something. They yeah. should maybe change the I in IHOP to something else because it isn't actually international. Yeah, it it is. exists in America and Canada. That's two nations. That's not, that's not, inter- that's like con- continental because we're on the same continent. So it could be continental house of pancakes. Oh, they should open one. Chop. They should open one in Europe. Glasgow. Just so they could call it Intercontinental and they serve French toast. Like that Beastie Boy song. I'm Intercontinental and I eat French toast. Dude, I want (laughs) businesses to make (laughs) pretty much like hundreds of thousands, even into millions of dollars worth of investments just so I can like make pop culture references. That's that's really the whole... <laughs> like, please sink money into conquering this new market. <laughs> They'll be like... So Dale can be like, the Beastie Boys song! Then the, the, IHOP will be like, hey, Dale, we did this. Now you can make your joke. Do you want to come in and eat? And I'm like, yeah, there's a Red Robin right there. I'll just go there. Yeah, probably, arguably, better burgers coming from the place... Well, coming from the place that specifically does burgers. Dude, they're um, steak fries... Are on point. They're just big fat fries. Again, I'm waiting for the day that we get a Shake Shack, uh, which is fucking come at me if you want. Shake Shack is the ultimate burger chain in America. A lot of people shit their pants for In and Out. It's okay, but Shake Shack is a superior burger. I've never had Shake Shack, but given the fast food I've eaten out of the states, it'll probably be better than Red Robin. Yeah. Dude, like. Speaking, I don't know how, like, shakes, when you said Shake Shack, it reminded, reminded me of Sonic, who has a peanut oh, butter milkshake. I had Sonic for the first time. Oh, my God. Uh, I never knew what, uh, like, from the commercials, I'm like, is it a gas station? What is yeah. this thing? But it's, like, an actual, like, drive-in, like, yeah. old-school restaurant, uh, and the food is just, like, ungodly in terms of, like, calorie count. But Yeah, like... Those restaurants that post the calories, Sonic will just be like, don't fucking read <laughs> yeah. this. You'll never eat here <laughs> you again. You don't really want to like read this. It's like their milkshakes taste like they're half whipped cream. That's how sweet and delicious and creamy they are. And that's probably uh, true. It's like half syrup and then what's what's thicker than whole milk? Like Condensed half and half? Milk. Or, yeah. <laughs> 
It's, yeah, it's just like a milkshake made with condensed milk. I would I would fuck with Sonic as well. If mm-hmm. Sonic existed north of the border, I would Ooh, probably yeah. eat there. This is why uh, every American is 400 pounds and has diabetes and also a drinking problem because they do fast food and uh, and alcohol so well. Yes. So well. They do. Well, they don't do beer so well because it's kind of better here, but they just have it everywhere there so you could get it for super cheap. Yeah, super duper cheap. Yeah. Uh, oh, and Sonic, if you do want to open up stores up here and you need two uh, cool, annoying guys to do those commercials where we sit in cars and drink milkshakes, me and Derek will are, are available for... A moderate amount of money. Like a very, very modest amount of, like a tiny amount of money. I'd do it for a free burger, probably. We'll do it if you make us obese with your milkshakes, pretty much. Yeah. So that's like next to free for you guys. I'm just checking out the Sonic Drive-In Twitter account to see it. Sonic Drive-In. They they do, uh, they don't do that obnoxious, uh... Trying to beat up on other like meme shit that everyone mm-hmm. does now. They basically just advertise their delicious food, which is mm-hmm. which I respect. Look at this thing. Yeah. Look at these. Oh my god. It's like a milkshake full. They're like, there's not enough sugar in these milkshakes already. We're gonna put an entire bag of M&Ms in yeah. there as well. It might be the same as Dairy Queen's Blizzards, but it's a milkshake instead of soft serve ice cream. So I guess it's not really the same. And they have 50 cent corn dogs. Holy fuck. fuck. Yeah. Let's stop recording and drive to Sonic. There's I'm, one I'm down. in right across the border. Where's that place? Blaine's? That, yeah. There's Blaine? one there. Is it? No, wait. There's one either in Blaine or just across. Like where you catch the cheap flights. Is that Blaine? Uh, no, that's uh, Bellingham. Yeah, I think there's one in Bellingham. The the place that only has an airport because Canadians go there to fly to Vegas because it's so much cheaper. Yeah. On uh, what's that discount airline that you always feel like you're on the verge of dying on every time you... And the, there's like two inches, two little leg room. Yeah. So you're just smashing your knees. So they can like pack... Allegiant! All the... Thank you. Yes. Yeah. The, the fat... I read there was actually like an expose on them and it was like... Uh, Completely unsurprisingly, because it's so fucking cheap, but they were, like, more than, like, any other airline in the past 20 years, Allegiant has had more, like, brushes with disaster, where, like, people (laughs) almost died, or planes almost went down, and they, like, yeah, like, just coasted into airports on, like, masking tape and cardboard. Yeah, I've ridden, we've ridden on those planes, and that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Yeah, the flip side of that is that nobody gives a fuck because you're going to Vegas. You're probably drunk before you get on the plane. Yeah. You're drinking on the plane. Yeah. And then by the time you're going home from Vegas, you're on, you feel like you're a little bit on the verge of death anyway. So the yeah, flight itself, like, you're so hungover, you'd welcome death. You, you're, yeah, you're like, <laughs> I could actually die right now. They're like, this and plane might go down, and you're like, good, <laughs> fucking bring it on. <laughs> Uh, I hate fast food brands on Twitter, I guess, is yeah. the moral of this story. So, what do you want to move Let's into? jump into, uh, I, I love this, because it is a special Father's Day episode. Uh, we have another, another, uh, incident of, of dads behaving badly, uh, yeah. <laughs> in, uh, Dad's behaving badly. Name of your sex tape. This is it, it absolutely <laughs> would be if such a tape existed. To steal a joke it from does Brooklyn Nine Nine. What I don't because they it. they make a lot one liners and they're like oh name of your sex tape. 
It's actually a really funny show, and you should watch it. I have seen uh, episodes. That was another thing where, like, an actual social media campaign got that show because it got oh, canceled yeah. by Fox. Oh, yeah. And now uh, a NBC. different... NBC picked it up. Yeah, NBC started it, sold it to Fox. Fox bought it, ran it, canceled it, and then NBC picked it up. So bought it back, I guess. Cool. Uh, a Canadian man was sentenced for forcing his young daughter to sit at the dinner table for 13 hours. 13 hours to eat her Brussels sprouts. How old was she? Eight? Did you say that? Uh, Ottawa Citizen reports the Quebec man, no surprise there, uh, reportedly forced the eight-year-old to sit at the table, not allowing her to use the bathroom or change, even after she soiled herself. Wow. Fucked up. That's, that's disgusting. Hey, I don't know what you're expecting. Kids, like, so there's, uh, like... They're just universal truths. And one yeah. of them is that kids don't fucking like Brussels sprouts. Yeah, so good I think luck. It's like, uh, it's probably like coffee or like olives or something where you have to like eat them in a little, in sparing amounts until your palate can get re- used to them and then you grow to love them. I, no one loves olives, man. They're I like crush. hated, hated Brussels sprouts when I was a kid. It was to the point where, like, my parents didn't even make them because none of us liked them. And when you got four kids that won't eat something, there's no point. So, uh, but then I realized if you fry them. Yeah, throw some bacon in there. Put some bacon on them and some cheese. Get them all crispy. Two years ago, three years ago, I think it was after you made them once for Christmas dinner. That was the first time I ever liked Brussels sprouts. Yeah, I won you over. Yeah, you Team did. Brussels sprout. And, but I'm 30. I had I'd to make him sit at a table for 13 hours. Yeah. So, and, and I shit my pants and he wouldn't <laughs> let me shower. No, the point is, I was 35 before I liked Brussels sprouts. Yeah. And like, I don't. What What do you What do you expect? Yeah. And what do you expect? It's probably like this, the I don't know how you would explain the flavor, but there's that like. Maybe alkaline flavor. It is a little, have. yeah, like the the aftertaste, and I don't mm-hmm. think the te- the texture is that fantastic. I don't yeah. think that's something oh. that kids appreciate. Like, well, especially if, if you s- like steam them, especially thirteen hour old Brussels sprouts. I'd imagine they're pretty soggy at that point. Like, if you fry them up and they're a bit crispy, they're all right. Yeah, after hour like one, after hour one, I would probably uh, let my kid walk. Speaking of Father's Day, do you want to deal with your screaming kids? I, in the I background? don't know if the mic's picking him up. If it is, it's fine. Whatever, oh, it's totally picking him up. <laughs> I mean, okay, his mom's up there, so da- Derek's not being a terrible dad. But I guess that is on brand for Father's Day special episode to have Derek's kid in the background. Uh, yeah. So, girl oh. was reportedly shivering and suffering from hypothermia which also seems fucked up how cold is your house if your kid's getting I mean, hypothermia like from June. sitting in your house for 13 hours i don't want to uh, sound i don't want to sound ignorant but is quebec cold enough that in june you could get <laughs> hypothermia or is it just because she was like covered in fecal matter it's Does oh that make you cold? yeah that could be it yeah uh, well you would you would know yeah i would <laughs> Did but I, I don't cold? I don't live in Quebec, so I never got <laughs> hypothermia from sitting in my own feces. Uh, girl was reportedly shivering and suffering from hypothermia and eventually agreed to eat the Brussels sprouts, but immediately threw them up. It was only then that the girl was permitted to take a shower and go to bed. My favorite fucking thing in this entire story is that this dickhead makes his kid sit there until she shits herself 
to eat Brussels sprouts. She eats them for a second and barfs them up, meaning the eight-year-old still won. And the- he has he now has to clean up <laughs> shit, shit, puke, piss, like, and all this stuff. And her clothes, idiot. Yeah, like was it worth it, dude? Oh, and on top of it, uh, he was sentenced to four months of community service and a five hundred dollar fine. Yeah, which is, I guess. I don't know, is that too lenient? Should he get more? This is one of those situations where I would have fucking loved a judge to do the whole eye for an eye thing. Yeah. And not only uh, force, like, find out what the dad's least favorite food is, force him not only to eat it, but give him, like, get a dispenser that only gives him one every hour for 13 hours. Yeah. And make him shit himself. Yeah. And then somehow also make him maybe puke. make him eat X lax for 13 hours. Yeah. Oh, good. Good one. I got to give a shout out to this little girl who at eight years old has the fortitude to last 13 hours. If somebody made me sit in a spot for 13 hours, I'd eat. I would eat Brussels sprouts at before 13 hours. I'd probably eat dog shit after five. I don't think I could last 13 hours. Uh, tune in next week for a special five-hour <laughs> marathon of uh, Outrage Factory when we make Dale chow down on some dog poop. <laughs> I can't even think of what I would hate that much. To Like, because there's foods That's I don't what like. Food, what foods do you not like? Will you absolutely not eat? There's nothing I absolutely will not eat. Like, I think I have... Uh, Escargot, I think, oh. is just a little, like, gross. Like, I'd probably eat it if I had to, but the one time I did have it, I was like, this is not enjoyable. Yeah, I've had snails, but never escargot, like, raw snails. If someone was like, you have to sit at this table till you eat this escargot, i just eat it and get it over with. True. Uh. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if they were like, you can't leave till you eat this, I'd be like, this is the most disgusting thing, and I'll probably puke, but i just eat them. That's the other thing, though. An eight-year-old, like, when adults get in battles of wits with eight-year-olds like this, like, what the, who the fuck do you think is going to win, buddy? Eight-year-olds don't have a job to go to. They yeah. don't give a fuck. Like, they'll get bored, sure, but they will sit there for 13 hours, and they will uh, probably, like, uh, go to the deepest, darkest recesses of their mind yeah. to entertain themselves. Yeah, that's but, another thing. Who's got 13 hours? Like, that's... Like Brussels sprouts, so you think this started at dinner time for kids, which an eight-year-old would be like five o'clock. Yeah. So you're looking at one in the morning by the time this is done. No. Oh wait. Ten. No wait, wait, wait. Seven is twelve hours. Twelve hours from five o'clock would be five (laughs) (laughs) o'clock. And then another. <laughs> and then another. One. Did I just help myself for <laughs> not being who, able to do time math? Dale's not good at clocks. <laughs> let's just let's just put it out there. I forgot it was twelve <laughs> instead of ten. Derek, leave me alone. I just came back from Europe where it is in fact ten hours. <laughs> yeah, so they you're got the, looking at the like Greenwich. Fucking, yeah, it would have been like what, five six, six in, the in the morning. Ah. The father is reportedly a junior college professor. That's that's all I'm going to say. Oh. oh, well, I'm not going to defend the guy, but I could see if you're dealing with junior college, which is what the shitty people who aren't smart enough to get into regular college. Yeah, I don't even know what a junior college. So, oh, he was a junior. Oh, he wasn't a professor at a junior college. He I was think he a was junior a junior professor. Well, that's so he could either be a junior college. Yeah. Like professor. a professor at a junior college, which is like a community college, or he could be a junior professor 
at a college. It's very nice for this mainstream media site to. Uh, well, it's the Pittsburgh point something, this out. Yeah. So. so another thing, like I'm not trying to defend the guy like I just said, but if you're a professor at a college, you're used to dealing with what? Hundreds of shitty kids a year. So dumb shitty kids. If you're dealing with all these shittily bad behaved kids and then you have your own kid, you're like, fuck, I got to make a difference. I got to make the world a better place. I don't want my daughter to be shitty. To grow up some entitled dickhead who so thinks they can make choose her... what foods they put yeah, in their that mouth. That said, this is way too far. Like, that's when you go, I don't know, like, what's the acceptable amount of time to make a kid sit at a table till they eat? Like, like an hour, maybe. I think the worst I was ever punished. So my parents used to do this, like, biblical shit where they would make me kneel in a corner. Like, kneel, kneel in the corner of a room, but, like, facing the corner so that I couldn't, like, see anything like in my peripheral vision. So it was like the most boring shit on earth. And they would make me kneel there facing the corner. It was very Blair Witch now that I think about it. Yeah. But uh, I think the longest I could tolerate that was like 20 minutes before I was like, get me the fuck out of here. Give me some video games. If I ever got to that point, I would just get spanked, which in hindsight, spanking was like the next step after that. In hindsight, I would infinitely prefer to just get one smack than stand (laughs) in a corner and be bored because when you're a kid being bored is the worst thing possible. Yeah. I think the, the thing about spanking is the spanking itself was never that bad. Like sure. You'd get like, you know, a couple, a couple licks with a wooden spoon or a Mm -hmm. belt, uh, or even a bare hand. But it was more the anticipation, like when you oh, were yeah. laying there waiting for that blow oh. to fall. That that is worst. that is the punishment. Yeah. If they could just like it's like mental uh, waterboarding, essentially, because you're like, <laughs> when's it going to hit me? And you're tense and you're just waiting for it to come. Yeah. Uh, They're doing the what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Ah, not yet. Oh. Fuck, yeah. I wish spanking was still a thing. Not because I like <laughs> touching kids' asses. I want to make that clear. But because it was just like it was a much more efficient form of discipline. Oh, yeah. Like, like when, when if you thought that if you were bad, your dad was going to come down on you physically. Yeah. That sounded very you bad. You phrased that okay. a little, little differently. If you thought if you were bad, your dad was going to hit you, you're like, oh, fuck. He's like 10 times my size. This is going to hurt so much. It's going to ruin my whole day. Or if, if you're like now, if you're a kid and you're like, uh, maybe they'll stop. They won't give me a treat or they'll make me. In my well, it's the thing. Yeah, you have to fun. sit there and think about it and be like, first, you have to guess what the punishment is going to yeah. be. And then you have to weigh against whether that's doing what you're about to do. Whereas when you were, when we were kids, it was, yeah. is this worth three to five uh, hits on my ass yeah. with something designed to hurt my ass? Yeah. Is this worth all the physical pain for immediate gratification? Usually the answer is no, but we did it anyway. Otherwise, we would have never been spanked, obviously. Whereas kids nowadays are like, is this worth the immediately grati- immediate gratification for something obscure? I yeah, have to something think like, I don't even know what my parents are. Probably sit down and have a talk about my feelings. Is it worth that? Yes. Oh, my God. As an adult, that's the worst punishment. Could you imagine... If you fucked up at work, their boss is like, all right, now we're going to have a discussion about your feelings. I think, isn't that, workplaces are kind of skewed. I mean, definitely not in trades, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) where you work, but absolutely in offices where I work, it's more like, let's have like an open dialogue and address the root cause of the problem. And um, 
you know, build a relationship with each other rather than just like you fucked up, you're fired. Here's a box, pack your shit. Yeah. The opposite is sometimes I bring up the root cause of some of my reasons I behave to like make people feel really awkward. (laughs) Like this, like we have this thing at work where we not like finger insert in each other, but just finger each other and be like, ah, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. So there's this girl and I was like, hey, what's her face? And she's like, what? And I was like, fuck you. Ha ha ha. And she's like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I don't know. Maybe I was bullied in elementary school. That probably has something to do with it. And she's like, I don't want to crack this nut. I'm going to leave. And I was like, all right, see you later. Everyone thought I was gay. (laughs) Nobody thought I was gay. They just thought I was weird. Uh... As someone who... The gay who, thing came in high school. Yeah, no, Not they absolutely... As someone who went to high school with you. Yeah. The pervasive belief. Half of the reason I became friends with you is because I was you're like, gay. maybe I'm going to finally get to kiss a dude. <laughs> who knows? Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and after we come back, we'll talk about more uh, Father's Day-related news. Yes. <laughs> Let's eat some more haggis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, sheep guts. Yeah. I don't know. We should probably get back to Chris Hardwick. Okay, since. so we touched on it briefly at the beginning of the episode, but Chris Hardwick is the latest uh, fella to be outed as as part of the Me Too campaign. Uh, his ex-girlfriend, who is a famous... Um, cosplayer? Cosplayer slash uh, TV personality in the nerd community, Chloe Dykstra. Yeah. Uh, published something on Medium couple days ago, uh, outlining a uh, abusive uh, relationship that she had had with an ex-boyfriend. Uh, the ex-boy, she doesn't name the ex-boyfriend at, at any point during the, uh, in, in the post itself, um, which kudos to her um, for, for not doing that because it pretty much stops any fuckhead who would respond to a woman making allegations of abuse uh, with she's only in it for fame or for the money uh, dead in their tracks. Because she didn't name the guy. Uh, Basically detailing what sounds like a really horrifically shitty uh, relationship with uh, someone who was later revealed revealed to be Chris Hardwick, who, uh, founder of Nerdist, uh, famous, like, nerd podcaster. Everybody Um, probably knows him from... Host of the... The Talking Dead, so you'd watch The Walking Dead, and before you got a chance to turn it off, you'd see his face for There there was another... They started releasing a a number of uh, after after shows. Yeah, he did one for Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul. Pretty much all of AMC's biggest shows, he did an after show talk. Let's talk about it. Discussing the the episode, and he had recently... Uh, signed a deal to bring a uh, a talk show to NBC, I believe. So well, assuming had... that's going to be up in the air. Wait, is that the talking with Chris Hardwick? Yeah. Or is that also because that already had one season in the can oh. and they're about to debut season two. But that's on hold or I guess probably put a pin in it because it's done. Yeah. Like there's finished. There's no way to recover. Toxic brand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the post details a lot of really fucking like the guy just sounds like a garbage fucking person to date um really like controlling uh and demanding 
uh, what? Uh, rules were quickly established in this relationship. Some of these included, I should not want to go somewhere at night. My nights were expected to be reserved for him as he had a busy schedule. Uh, I was not to have close male friends. Uh, as he was sober, I was not to drink alcohol. Uh, I was not to speak in public. I was not to speak in public places. Uh, as he believed that people recognized him and were listening to our conversations. I was not allowed to take photos of us, like, together as a couple. Um, I will say, okay, so, again, the, the, uh, obviously, uh, there were some, like, very emotionally abusive. There were some catastrophic uh, effects in this woman's life. Uh, basically, he demanded she come work for him at what I can only assume is Nerdist. Uh, and then when they broke up, he basically blacklisted her and said he would use his considerable uh, entertainment connections to make sure she would never get hired again. Um, How long ago did they break up? For, uh, a few. I mean, he's he's married now. He has a kid. I'm going to assume it was like three to five years maybe so does she have a career now or is it over yeah i mean she's she's doing she's doing okay um yeah the other thing that was kind of creepy is that he was he was 20 years her senior when they started dating so she was 20 20 something uh oh yeah and he was 40 something 40 something which is that's that's a red flag right there yeah um, you can say what you want about age differences and stuff, but as soon as you get a guy who's over 40 and a girl who's under, like, in her early 20s, I immediately just assume he's using manipulative tactics to control her because why would a 40-year-old want to date someone that young unless he, would, like, needed, I don't know, had some weird affinity. Like, I get, I get it, girls that young are hot, and you can defend it by saying, oh, he just wants to date some hot girl and blah, blah, blah. But I think usually it's it's more like if, if you're a 40 year old and you want to date a 20 year old, it's because, you know, the 20 year olds don't have like fully formed brains. Yeah. And basically they don't know any better. They don't yeah, know exactly. how shitty you are. Uh, someone someone tweeted this like perfect summation of it, which is uh, when when I see 45 year olds dating 25 year olds, I either assume that. Uh, the guy's really shitty in bed and he just wants a woman who doesn't know any better or really shitty in general and he wants a woman who doesn't know any better. (laughs) Just like you want somebody who is too young to understand the like breadth of options available to them. You try pulling that shit with a 35-year-old, they'll tell you to fucking take a walk. Yeah, exactly. Like all these these rules that were immediately put out, like if she was over, if she was older and more aware and self-confident she wouldn't have put up with those rules from the get-go instead of like being in a relationship for three years where she wasn't allowed to talk in public yeah really easy to manipulate uh yeah er, people in their early 20s as sad as it is particularly women probably um it it sucks because i this is another one where i'm like this isn't like Aziz and sorry because I actually can't defend any of this shit. Yeah. Um, I, I was a big Chris Hardwick fan. He, like, founded this podcasting empire. Uh, he was one of the early guys to the game. He was kind of a nerd dude. Uh, I always thought that his, like, kind of weird public demeanor, like, he always seemed like he was just trying a little too hard. But yeah. I just assumed that was because of, like, Asperger's or something, not because he was a <laughs> sociopath. Um, 
and he was sober, which is something as a fellow sober guy, I relate like he like was very public about how he like only started turning his life around after he sobered up yeah. uh, after he was fired from a job for being a drunken shithead. Um, so it's shit, but absolutely indefensible. And a lot of people, uh, as is the norm, I think when celebrities are accused of this shit, a lot of people who are Chris Hardwick fans are unable to associate their fandom of Chris Hardwick from their identity it's a, it's mm. the most fucking bizarre thing because you see people who are fans of a famous person yeah. and allegations come out against a famous person. Mm-hmm. And instead of these people being like, hey, fucking gross, I don't like this person anymore. Yeah. What they do is they will like, that, that will be their hill to die on. They will die defending this person. Yeah, one possible explanation for this would be that this person who was a Chris Hardwick fan is was so in love with him that they find out he did these awful things then instead of maybe taking a look at themselves and trying to one admit they were wrong two kind of feel ashamed for liking a garbage person in the first place when they have you don't have to feel ashamed like there was no way to tell this uh other than her telling it which she did and then the right thing to do, like Derek said, was to just deny his fandom anymore. But like these people, it's like, oh, if I admit that I was wrong, it's a reflection of my character and I can't do that for some reason. So I'll just double down. And instead of admitting I was wrong, I'll try to convince everybody that it's not a big deal. Therefore, my whole fandom in the past is okay. The irony of that is that there's nothing wrong with being a fan of a person if they were a shitty person when you didn't know they were a shitty person. So most of these people, they don't want to admit that they were fans of a shitty person. But when you go to bat for that person after it's revealed they're a shitty person, that's the point where you tip into, okay, now you're a fan of a person who's a shitty person. You you know better. Knowingly know he's a shitty person. And you're willing to excuse that. So now you look shitty. I mean... If anything, just ride the fence. Don't defend or deny him. Just kind of don't announce your fandom. And if anybody brings it up, be like, well, I don't know. It's all allegations right now. But I'm pretty sure he did it. And so I'm not going to support him. Yeah. 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 Uh, definitely the probably the grossest thing about this is... Uh, uh, I was expected to be ready for him when he came home from work every night. Yeah. Uh, how did this happen at the beginning of our relationship? Uh, he initiated sex. I said, I'm so sorry. Can we not tonight? I'm feeling really sick. He responded. I just want to remind you the reason my last relationship didn't work out was because of the lack of sex. It was a veiled threat. I succumbed. Here's my thing. This is kind of being this is being categorized as sexual assault, which. Yeah. In a way, I get it. Like, she's clearly unwilling. Uh, he's having sex with someone who's unwilling. He should know better. I I don't know that emotional manipulation... I, I in, Emotionally manipulating someone into having sex with you, really shitty thing to do, super fucking awful. Yeah. I don't know if I would categorize it as sexual assault. This is the problem. It's not that it's not bad and it shouldn't be done. The thing is calling it assault makes everybody think like if they say Chris Hardwick sexually assaulted Chloe Dykstra, is it Chloe Dykstra? Chloe Dykstra. Yeah. It makes it sound like he beat her up. Did you just pronounce Chloe Chlo? Yeah. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) 
<laughs> Chilo. I mean, it could be. Who knows? The, Anyways, the Jews run Hollywood. Like, you're right. Like, and this is a problem that I get a lot in when we talk about Me Too and a lot of girls beat up on guys for when we say we need differences between the levels of assault because when you tell us some guy assaulted you, we want to beat him up because it makes us think that he attacked you physically. And we're not saying that emotional manipulation, like his basically veiled threat was, I'll break up with you if you don't, if have, you don't sex have sex with, with me. me, which let him break up with you. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, he manip- he definitely manipulated an unwilling yeah. woman into having sex with her. I would, I would, I think calling that sexual assault, and it, yeah, it's fucking shitty semantics, but I think that, like, it's a very broad term now that yeah. gets really hard to, uh, like, all the headlines are going to be, like, Chris Hardwick sexually assaulted ex-girlfriend, which is, which is fine. Like, obviously, she doesn't go into details maybe there was a lot more like darker sadistic yeah. shit that she didn't document in the post and if so that's fine i'm just saying mm, it's it's something i have a hard time with. what they should do is they should call it sexual coercion which is what it is and a lot of people realize how bad that is a lot of these news organizations i feel are maybe saying sexual assault to sensationalize the story to make it a bigger deal than it is so that they look like they get the scoop or whatever yeah i mean it's still a big deal yeah but uh yeah, sexual assaulter is is uh yeah is definitely a, a much more impactful term than like and coercion guy is who basically yeah. forced emotionally forced his girlfriend. Yeah, coercion is bad, and the courts do frown upon it, and you will get charges for coercion. It's just, like we said, calling it assault when it's, like, you don't... It's kind of the only instance where you would call something an assault when it wasn't a physical altercation. Yeah. Uh, and it's something I hope we we get more kind of. Yeah. I don't know. I think once Me Too is kind of run its course and we see the vast array of all these charges and allegations and we realize just how pervasive it is in Hollywood society, we can we should a da- drain the swamp and get rid of all these guys. And then because. It's not like there's a shortage of dudes who want to be famous and people to pay attention to them just because they're talking in front of other people, i.e. Hey, me and Derek. Hey, we're we're here. Yeah. Uh, Although I don't really want to host a panel at Comic-Con because... I'd do it. There's a lot of nerds there. Love, love panels, love nerds. I will... Hey, any Comic-Con uh, promoters, if you have uh, Chris Hardwick spots to fill, uh, <laughs> I've, I've had friends tell me that... I reminded them of Chris Hardwick. Uh, granted, that's all been in the past 24 hours since these allegations came to light, so I don't think they meant it. So. Yeah, that's, that's something you want to downplay, Derek, not bring up out of the blue. Um, I, Chris Hardwick, uh, the fucking dummy, issued a response like a moron where uh, it's one of those responses where you're like, immediately you're like, oh, guilty. Yeah. Uh, it, because like these fucking idiots just can't keep their mouths shut and just like, come out and be like i'm sorry 
that this happened. I was really shitty. It was it was shitty in my youth. I totally copped everything. Instead, yeah. they're like, I deny that any of this shit happened. And oh, by the way, here's why she deserved it. So Ooh. so he's basically like, I, I categori- categorically deny any sexual assault happened during our relationship. Unfortunately, we had a toxic relationship. We fought all the time. Uh, and then... He goes on to say, when we were living together, I found out that Chloe had cheated on me and I ended the relationship. It's like, dude, if you're not just trying to, like, deflect, like, that's just like, a, oh, by the way, she cheated on me. She, so she's a bad person, too. And anything she might be saying happened, even though I didn't do it. If it did happen, she deserved it. Yeah, that's like just a little pin in, in your balloon of any defense, because now it just <laughs> makes nothing. you sound... Like before, we're all like, oh, this guy might might have emotional problems. He has like probably personal like self-esteem issues. And maybe that's why he was like emotionally taking advantage of this woman. And oh, and he's petty. And yeah, he's totally did everything. Huge dipshit. Yeah. So in closing on the Chris Hardwick thing, he's garbage. And his shows were boring anyway. So should we move on to another Father's Day topic? Yeah, one one more Father's Day topic. Oh, that was the other thing Hardwick said. Uh, as as a uh, he, he, he because he has his wife is pregnant, so he alluded to the fact that he's going to be having a daughter and tried to play that card. Like oh, uh, like oh, no dude who's gonna be having a daughter in a few months could ever be shitty to women. Before he knew he was ever gonna have a daughter with a completely different person. Yeah. No, nobody, uh, no, no dude who has a daughter has ever been shitty to women. It's like, uh, that's not, that's not a defense, dude. Lots yeah, of, lots of people have done not that. true at all. You simple idiot, Chris yeah, Hardwick. Fuck. You fucking moron. I hope you never get hired again. Yeah. Well, okay. So AMC has already canceled his shows. Yeah. Uh, so won't be seeing him there. Uh, and then the, uh, yeah, NBC's probably just like. He's a dead man walking. Yeah, the thing is, there's so many people with so many shows that are just like, there's no stability in being like, I'm a known commodity. People love me. They won't come back. It's like, oh, five minutes from now, there's a new show you've never heard of, and it's your favorite show. Whatever. Totally forget about it. Okay. Moving on. Cool. Moving on. Uh, This is less of a Father's Day thing and more of a, uh, more of a, more of a kind of yelling more of a me yelling yeah how dare you the second half is definite maybe it's all the haggis i categorically deny that i was (laughs) yelling but if i was it's because you're too quiet and And you cheated on me (laughs) and i'm going to have a child in the future and no one who's ever had a child has ever yelled ever well well no that's not i fucking yell all the time i guess all of our Father's Day stories. Okay, so okay. you want to move uh, on to... A family might be responsible for a pricey statue their child knocked... Uh, for a pricey statue their child knocked over at the Tomahawk Ridge Community Center in Overland Park, Kansas. Uh, basically a... Does it say how old the child is? Uh, there was a $135,000 statue just like laying... Just like on a fucking pedestal Propped in this community up in the center, corner. a community center where they allow uh, allow wedding receptions to happen. Might I add, the the family was there for a wedding. Uh, this kid went up. Apparently, the whole thing's captured on security footage. Yeah, I'm just sorry. You we're, keep talking. We're, we're just gonna watch the the fuck. live action. But basically, the kid uh, went up to this statue, uh, gave it a hug. Uh, and then it fell over and broke. How did you say how old he was? Uh, I 
do not know that it's... Oh, yeah, so this community center looks like a lot better than any community center I've ever been. There's, like, art hanging on the wall. There's busts here and there. And then, yeah, it looks like it's just a statue on a pedestal, like we said. Okay. So anyways, was his parents the ones getting mar- married or were they just attending a marriage? They were, oh, it was a five-year-old kid. So, like, fuck off. Get the fuck out of here. Okay. Best story I have. We yeah. went to a community center in, uh, were you at that wedding? No, I was not. Okay. We went to, uh, our friends got married in Vernon, B.C. Uh, at a community center uh, where there was a mural on a wall of, like, happy families and kids playing together. Yeah. Uh, we had some drinks. This was, this was pre-sobriety for me. Uh, you know, wedding reception. Everyone's pretty sauced. Which, yeah. like, another thing. If the kid wouldn't have broken the statue, I guarantee some fucking moron would have, like, gotten oh, drunk yeah. and tried like, to uh, fuck it or something. The only thing worse for breaking stuff than a five-year-old boy is a 25-year-old drunk boy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> easily. <laughs> the destructive force is so much more. Yeah. Uh, we went to a wedding reception, community center in Vernon, B.C. Drinks were had. As the evening progressed, uh, basically at some point, someone had a Sharpie on them, and they drew... Uh, drew, I, I can't remember what it was, like a curse Didn't word. did it start with, like, or, a mustache? Or, or, or they drew a mustache on one of the people on the mural. And then uh, we waited a bit to see if anyone noticed, and no one noticed. And then someone went back and drew, like, a dick on the mural, a little bit bigger. And then this game progressed throughout the night with, with like, everyone, like, trying to one-up each other with the things we're drawing in permanent Sharpie on this mural in this community center in Burden, B.C., and it got to the point, I'm not proud of it, I want to say right now, I'm not a racist, it got to the point where people are drawing swastikas and, like, full-on boners and just, like, the, like, gnarliest curse words you could imagine uh, and, like, shit all over. So the mural's fucking destroyed. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, end of the night. I don't think anyone wised up until the community center called the the couple, the happy couple, the next day and was like, hey, uh, there was, like, $10,000 worth of damage to our mural. <laughs> we got to pay to get this thing repainted now. Uh, and we all we all had to chip in some money. So uh, apologies to Everett and Julie for rooting the big game. <laughs> but uh, I will say, yeah, fuck a, that was the these were all grown ass adults yeah. doing this. Um, this is a five year old kid who like I take Noah into uh, department stores mm-hmm. or like Old Navy or something. And he loves to he will walk up and hug the mannequins like they are actual people. Yeah. He loves that shit. So I could absolutely see a uh, a five year old doing this. You should not leave one hundred and thirty thousand dollar statues just like. Sitting out where any five-year-old can can grab onto him. Yeah, I have I have one thing to say. I think the parents. I don't think they should have to pay for one hundred thirty-five thousand dollars because that's ludicrous. Because there wasn't even like a security rope around this fucking statue. But the video shows what happened. And there's at one point the kid hugs the statue. And the dad's standing right there, and he's like, what are you doing? Let's go. And then later on, you see the kid return without the dad and hug the statue multiple times with increasing vigor until it falls off the pedestal. Now, I don't think not watching your five-year-old at a wedding 
is a $135,000 offense, but you should ask yourself what you're doing is as a parent if you're letting your five-year-old kid run wild. No, that's bullshit. I will call it bullshit. There have been times, there have been weddings where I've gone to uh, as recently as like six months ago yeah. where my son was running wild and I was like, thank fucking God. Like <laughs> someone's, someone's going to keep an eye on my child. Okay. Like mostly everyone here knows each other. The, the expectation, uh, the thing here is eventually the family received a letter from an insurance company saying they're responsible for the statue because they neglected to monitor the children. Fuck you, insurance company. You have never had kids in your life. You do yeah. not have little insurance companies running around, little like, I don't even fucking know. But yeah. it's moronic to insist that parents like constantly, constantly be watching. We went to the night market. Yeah. Uh, Richmond Night Market, which is this uh, Asian-themed event here uh, meant to mimic uh, night markets in Asian countries Yeah, due to the large Asian population. Nice sidestep there. Like uh, well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were there. They had this, like, this, this was last weekend. My son is four. We, we were there last weekend. There was, like, this little... They have dinosaurs at this fucking thing for whatever reason. Yeah. It's, like, this dinosaur theme. Because kids love dinosaurs. Well, clearly. Uh, they had those, like, little dinosaur eggs that kid could step into, and you yeah. could take a picture, like, your kid's hatching from a dinosaur egg. Mm -hmm. And my son stepped into that, and I took a picture, and I didn't even look away. I was watching my child the entire time as he ducked down and got out of the egg. But in between him ducking down... Yeah. He just disappeared. <laughs> and this is like, like four-year-olds are the world's greatest magicians because they can fucking, like, without even knowing they're doing it, they will yeah. just, like, disappear into the ether. We had no idea where our kid was for, like, two or three terrifying minutes. Yeah. Because uh, he had wandered to where he thought we were standing, and we found him. He was standing there sobbing, surrounded by indifferent Asians. Having but, hugged uh, many $135,000 statues <laughs> in his wake. But, like... <laughs> Like, you're, the expectation that, like, you be able to keep an eye on your child all the time uh, is is incredibly stupid to me. Yeah, I think um, this insurance policy, the first thing they should have asked was, did the community center have, A, a sign that says, please do not touch. Yes. Which it doesn't look like it did. B, maybe if you have a $135,000 statue you make it not on a toppable like a pedestal that's easily topped toppable tipped over i guess i should just say by a five-year-old because it looks like it was pretty rickety if he could just walk up and knock it over so i don't know maybe plus maybe as a community center maybe you have fucking insurance for the shit you have yeah so that if something like a $135,000 statue gets destroyed because you didn't put the steps in place to, to safeguard it maybe it comes out of your insurance instead of you charging uh a parents for having and the mistake see, of having a kid you're a community center not a fucking museum. Why do you even have statues that cost this much in them just in the lobby willy-nilly? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Community center. Get your shit together. Yeah, Overland Park, Kansas Community Center. What city of Overland Park. What is even of? Uh, a, glass, a glass mosaic torso. Oh. 
Yeah, that's a good thing to just have out. Yeah, that's also, yeah, glass. (laughs) You're fucking stupid. You are dumb. I would like to fine you, the city of Overland Park, Kansas, $140,000 for not having a fucking brain. Maybe counter sue for endangering your child with glass. That's easily breakable, and he could have been hurt. Did you go to law school? Because that's good. I should. That's a good. That is. It's a good uh, counter argument. This is a Chris Hardwick. <laughs> hey, maybe you shouldn't have broke up with me because my kid could have been hurt. My kid didn't destroy that statue, but if he did, it's because <laughs> the statue was cheating on him and he was totally asking for it. I'm not saying this is any relevance, but I think that statue was hugged by a different kid in the past. <laughs> so I'm not saying that I did break it, but if I did, it's... It hugged someone else. So you just take with that information what you will. Dear Lord. Uh, all right. In honor of Father's Day, we asked our uh, our listeners to share with us uh, the most hilarious time uh, they saw their father get angry at them. Uh, Dale, I know you've got a killer story here <laughs> if you okay. want to. Uh... So if you haven't been able to tell by my tone and the way I talk about actually doing work is sometimes I can be a bit lazy. And what this was only a million times worse when I was a teenager and I didn't want to fucking do anything ever because who wants to do work when you're a teenager? So anyways, I grew up on a little hobby farm and as kids, we all had chores that we have to do after dinner. But one of the worst things about after dinner is, well, it's not the worst thing. The worst thing about doing chores after dinner is that's when the best TV's on. And I grew up in a time before TiVo and I guess video on demand and all that stuff if you don't actually know what TiVo is. So basically it was either watch it when it was on or you're fucked. And I can't remember what the show was. It probably wasn't that great because I had peasant vision of only two channels, but it was still the show I liked. And I was supposed to go out, do my chores, and I lost track of time. And I was a half as, hour as late. As children do. And uh, my father burst into the front door, super angry that I wasn't doing my chores, and shot the TV. <laughs> Which <laughs> is a pretty effective way to get your teenage son to stop watching TV in that it doesn't Probably work anymore. Probably the most effective <laughs> way. <laughs> now, before you get all, like, squirrely about maybe saying my dad was irresponsible and all that stuff. Well, he was, but it was only a 22 and nobody was hurt in the incident. Me and my brother were both scared like little bitches and started crying. But I guess you should be if a gun goes off in your house Probably. and you're not expecting it. That's another thing, too, is it came out of nowhere. Like my dad had never shot a gun around us like we had gun because we had a gun because we we're on a farm. But when you hear a gunshot out of nowhere unexpectedly from behind you it's a pretty terrifying experience <laughs> but so amazing. it is pretty hilarious because it's like well fuck now i guess i'll go do my chores we don't have a tv but the good news is we got a better tv because he had to buy a tv because my dad liked watching tv too yeah. and it's not like you just go oh well i shot the tv I'm not going to watch TV anymore. He's like, well, fuck, I guess I better go buy a TV now. So it was kind of good because we got a bigger, newer TV. Have it like 
having known your dad, I can like totally picture him like just doing that and being so fucking blase about the fact that he yeah. just like fired a gun at the TV. Yeah, and it was like, like, well, I win the argument. It was like, well, what the fuck are you doing? That's crazy. You can't just do this. He's like, well, you should have done your chores. And you're like, fuck, bulletproof logic. I can't come back with that with a counter argument because I should have done my chores. Oh, Christ. Mine is uh, less less gunny. Uh, when I when I asked, my dad said uh when when his uh oh wait my dad was talking about his dad uh when his young grandson Derek stepped on a nail uh yeah so when I was eight or nine years old my parents fucked off somewhere on a vacation left yeah. me with my grandparents and uh I wanted to go uh, the next door neighbors at my grandparents place were like building a treehouse or something oh, yeah. nice and yeah uh, try keep a nine-year-old boy out of well I was like I was like I'm gonna go play over there and my uh, grandpa, because he can see the fucking future, uh, <laughs> he's basically like, okay, you can go and play over there, but don't step on a nail. And I was like, yeah, sure. What? Why would I step on a nail? Yeah. Uh, I go over there. I'm like walking around this like open construction site for a treehouse, and within like five minutes, fucking nail goes through my foot. Oh, and I'm like, through? yeah, like, this, these are like. Long ass nails. Oh. Uh, went back crying to my grandpa, like had to go to the hospital, the whole thing. And my grandpa uh, was beyond fucking livid at me. Not, which is a weird reaction to have when a child injures itself, but yeah. he was like convinced that he had told me to do not do this thing and I had like done it somehow oh, just just yeah. to spite him. Fuck like, you, Grandpa. <laughs> tell me not to step on a nail. I can step on a nail. I'll five, step on two, one. motherfucker. Uh, angriest I ever saw my dad. Uh, also less funny. I think we had like just moved to Salmon RBC and we were just like randomly driving up the highway one night and uh, all of a sudden like some fucking 12-year-old kid must have like whipped an apple or an egg or something and it just like smashes our vehicle and my dad is like fuck cranks the vehicle over to the side of the highway hops out goes tearing into the bushes uh like a bear on a mission and uh never found but that was like the angriest i ever saw my father was him like rummaging through the underbrush outside of this fucking bowling alley in salmon rbc yeah. hunting for uh, the rogue vandal who had thrown something and at his vehicle. And it's like, the kid sees you stop, and he's like, oh, fuck, they stopped, and he's <laughs> off as soon as that. But you're getting out, you're screaming, you're yelling, the kid's like, oh, shit. It's like you gave him too much warning. Yeah. If you would have circled around back, maybe got out secretly, I don't know. And then you get extra angry because you're never going to have your vengeance. Oh, like yeah. you're you you're like, please, I hope this kid broke his leg while he was trying to run out of here, and then I can find his, his shattered leg and the hobbled body and just give him a piece of my mind. Yeah, and just give him a stern talking to you, young <laughs> whelp. Yeah, but that's, that's not the how bushes, the universe you'll hurt works. Um, uh, what else? What uh, else you got? Uh... Nothing really. Um, nothing else Father's Day themed, I guess. Uh, oh, we could talk about this study where they said that teenage kids are having less sex and doing less drugs, but are ultimately less happy in general and are more suicidal and depressed. Hmm. Oh. Wonder if there's a correlation there. Open and shut case, I guess, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe if teens were uh, more fun. Yeah, maybe. They'd be less depressed. I mean, if I didn't 
well, I don't really do drugs, but if I was a teenager, wait, I didn't do sex when I was a teenager, really. That was really... You thought about it a lot. Oh, yeah. I wanted to <laughs> a lot. I think that's the same as having it when you're a teenager. Yeah, I guess. But, yeah, like, I don't understand. Like, I guess maybe we should make the kids do drugs and have sex. That yeah. sounds really... In a utopian society, everybody would be happy. Cure your depression the old-fashioned way with a couple of doses of MDMA and a nice orgy. Yeah, exactly. Teenagers. Uh, more more dad stories. Uh loyal listener randy i don't actually know if he's ever listened to this uh his dad was what making something to eat heard my dad scream my name he was mad started walking the hall to my parents bedroom door it's furiously shaking uh my dad was trapped in the room uh couldn't get a screwdriver to get out because it wouldn't fit under the door uh, Randy suggested maybe you could just go out the window onto the patio, which is in your room. And his dad, who had been previously locked in the room prior to this, uh, was able to escape thanks to the ingenuity of his son. Oh, nice. Uh, what else? Uh, a lot of shit from listeners who... Uh, the only time I've seen my parents fight was over the correct way to play croquet. Uh, it ended in them storming away from each other, and my kid sister promptly burst into tears. That's important <laughs> shit, though, man. Like, there is... Wait, how are you playing croquet wrong? It's pretty... pretty. No, croquet is not one of those fucking games. There are actually, like... Croquet is not one of those games where you can just, like, wing it. Like, you can't just be like... There is a strict fucking set of rules that you have to follow. It's not just, like, whack the ball. Don't with you the go fucking, through the gates? You go... The, the wickets, yeah. Yeah, and but then... then if your ball is, like, up against another ball, you can, like, smash that ball out of your fucking way. Uh, there, it's a very... Uh, I know a dude who used to be, like, president of the UBC Croquet Club. I know the president of the of UBC, UBC Croquet Club. Uh, we used to play croquet. We, we did. We would go to... There was an abandoned uh, restaurant on Davie Street. The fucking... The <laughs> macaroni and grill. Croquet. Oh, yeah. In the yard on, on the lawn, because they had that big courtyard. Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, but we would go there and play croquet all the time. That actually sounds pretty sweet. It was all right. But uh, I learned the ins and outs of croquet. Uh, so wait, what, what are the rules? Like, say I go to play croquet. I'm asking this for the listeners because I would never screw up playing croquet because I am a croquet master, but what would be like an incident? Like, cause as I get it, you just, you have croquet and you take turns. One person hits it and then the next person hits it. And whoever gets through all the wickets first wins. Is that the wickets? And then you have to hit the, the end the end post. Yeah. But if you hit it through a wicket, you get to go again. Yeah. Um, but it's when you, you if your ball comes up to rest against another person's ball. Oh, can, is that where you can step on step your Step on ball? it and fucking just crack it. Yeah, and just send their ball. Yeah. And not hit your foot by accident? You will likely hit your foot by accident. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, a lot of women chimed in to say that uh, in these families, their moms were usually the disciplinarian and their dads were huge and scary. And there were incidents where uh, uh, my sister and I were fooling around the kitchen. She tell whipped me right in the eye. He was like 5'9". Oh, he was tiny. <laughs> All right, your dad's a small man, Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom was generally the disciplinarian disciplinarian and he went hulk on her uh mel uh at pixie bells on twitter said one time i almost got arrested doesn't explain why mel more details please 
Uh, it was 2 a.m. My dad got me from the police and took me to Denny's. Didn't say one word to me. Later, my sister told me he took me to a public place because he was worried he would kill me. Good <laughs> tactic, dad. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the good shit. <laughs> the most terrifying thing you could ever hear yeah, in retrospect. I had to take you to a Denny's. Because otherwise you would be dead somewhere I right now. I feared for my self-restraint, and I would murder my own child. Uh, <laughs> all right. Is that it? I, th- I think that's it. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Keep doing you. Getting angry about stuff. Get angry at your kids. Get get angry about all the shit. Uh, uh, have lots, get lots of presents. I hope you have a wonderful time with your family, and you don't get angry tomorrow. But... As Murphy's Law would dictate, you absolutely will. If you have kids, you will get angry about something because kids are little assholes. Even on the one day a year that's meant for you, (laughs) your kids will find a way to fuck that up. (laughs) Trust me. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. Until next week. Oh, wait, we didn't do our little closing bit. Uh, Thanks for listening. As always, you can fuck tweet me at Herder or tweet us at OutreachFactPod. Or you could tweet me at SuperDaleBot. You can like us on Facebook. You can visit us on Simplecast. Is that what it is? Simplecast is where we are now hosted. Uh, If you listen, if you get your podcast through uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts or the Google Play Store, go ahead and click that subscribe button uh, and leave us a review. And this is episode 48, and I'm planning on having stickers by episode 50. Dale's weekly sticker update. Take it away, Dale. Uh, If you would like some stickers, let me know so I can kind of wager out how many sheets to so what i'm gonna do is i've come up with a couple designs if you follow me on instagram you would have seen it so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna print out a sheet of eight and a half by eleven and or eight and a half by ten and a half i guess so what'll happen is i'll have these stickers i'll know how many to order by how many people want them and then i will get them out to you yeah, I wasn't listening to any of that, but I'm sure it was riveting stuff. Yeah. Uh, we we will allegedly have stickers and, yeah, expect some sort of big, big bash for our 50th, 50th episode coming up soon. Yeah. Uh, as always, thanks for tuning in. And until next week. Stay angry. <laughs>